This time of year, I often find myself thinking about a character from Roman mythology. He was one of the many Roman gods known as the god of gates and doorways, of beginnings and endings. His name was Janus, J-A-N-U-S, Janus. And um, his most notable feature was his face, or rather his faces, he had two, uh, one at the front of his head looking forward, one at the back of his head looking behind, uh, which if you ask me doesn't sound like such a bad setup, especially if you're a school teacher or the parent of a preschooler. His face turning forward toward the future was all lit up and youthful and eager. And the one looking backward was haggard and wrinkled and weary as it looked to the past. And so it's no surprise that Janus was the god for whom our month January was named. He probably represents the place where many of us happen to feel like we're standing today in this curious little doorway between the old and the new, between what was and what will be. Part of us is probably feeling some expectancy. We're looking forward to a new year, a new beginning. And for many of us, there's also a part that's been looking back, taking stock, evaluating what has been. If we're honest, we may even admit some feelings of regret about this past year, perhaps some disappointment over things that just didn't work out. So what about your face this morning or your faces? Naturally, most of us, along with the rest of the world, have been doing some looking back this week. We've been bombarded by all those TV shows and news articles recapping the best and the worst of 2018, from books to sports to movies to politics, etc. How does your face feel that's looking back? I know there are some things from 2018 that I won't be sorry to close the door on. How about you? For some of us, it's not that your past holds such bad memories, per se, as it holds just memories of the same old story. It's like a song that's stuck on replay. You look back and you, you see what feels to you like years and years, even decades, of the same old habits, the same old stubborn sins and frustrations and anxieties, family patterns that you can't break free of. But here's the thing. Whatever you may be feeling about this year that's coming to an end, a question comes knocking now for every one of us, and it is this. How will you reach for and take hold of something new in the days ahead? What new beginnings will you let God place in your hand as you greet a new year? Luke's gospel gives us a fabulous story that addresses this very question. You heard it just now. It's a story for people whose lives may be feeling a little old. It's the story of Simeon. Now, Luke 
doesn't actually come out and say that Simeon is an old man, but, but we always think of him as old because he talks like someone who's been thinking about his own death for, for some time now. He knows that death is near. He appears to have been anticipating the end of his life, and so we picture him as an old man. Luke also points out to us that Simeon is someone who is devoted to God all his life, just like Anna in this story. All his life, Simeon has been waiting for one particular dream to come true, the fulfillment of God's promise to Israel, the coming of the Messiah. But years have gone by and time is now winding down for Simeon. And now, toward the end of his life, he finds that dream unfulfilled. And he's looking pretty tired, maybe a little deflated. He's done everything he knows to do. He's been faithful to God. He's prayed. He's done good deeds. And yet, still in this one thing that matters most to him, he's come up empty. Maybe you can relate. Maybe as we close the books on 2018, there's something you've been waiting for, hoping for, praying for, that remains unfulfilled. That's such a painful thing. And, and this is precisely, I think, where Simeon can help us. Because the remarkable thing about Simeon is that he hasn't given up hope. For all his disappointment, Simeon is still looking. His eyes are still scanning the horizon. And so I want to ask you this morning, how expectant are you for God to bring something new to your life, to your family's life? I've already asked you about your face looking backward. Is at least part of your face also looking forward to do you still have it in you to anticipate what God still wants to give you? Old Simeon does. He may be old. He may be tired and beleaguered and even a little deflated, but there's still this unmistakable eagerness in those cloudy old eyes of his. And what do you know? One morning, it finally happens Maybe he's in bed when the Spirit of God nudges him and whispers, Get up, Simeon. Get yourself down to the temple. You don't want to miss this. And it takes him a little while, what with the arthritic hip and all, but, but finally he makes his way there. And who knows what he's expecting to find. If Simeon is at all like you and me, there have probably been days when he's lost sight sort of, of what he's looking for. It's so easy to get covered up with the minutia and the bureaucracy of, of our lives, you know, just making it from Monday to Friday. And who knows, maybe Simeon was in that kind of place. But Simeon kept waiting and looking and waiting and looking until the great moment arrives. And God brings Simeon face to face with a young girl and a man beside her, and a baby in her arms. And as you're watching Simeon, you see that something inside of him just wakes up, comes alive. And the Spirit of God says, go ahead, Simeon, take that baby in your arms. My promise is now delivered. 
And who knows what Mary must be thinking. Standing there, here's an old man with tears running down his face. Oh, please, oh, please, may I just hold him for a moment? Maybe some of you with infants have been in that position before and you're thinking, I don't know, am I safe here? But she puts the baby in old Simeon's arms. And let's imagine this scene for just a minute. Simeon cradling to his chest the very hope of Israel who just happens to be grabbing his beard and gurgling something unintelligible. It's this beautiful moment. I love this story. You know, I, I really love how in the Bible's accounts of the Christmas story, there are so many elderly people in it. Have you noticed this? There's Zechariah and Elizabeth. There are the old prophets, Anna and Simeon, and who knows how many other old characters are here. And as I read these stories, I can't help but wonder if maybe they're, they're signs to all of us who have waited and waited and longed and ached for God to fulfill some particular dream. Friends, please hear again the good news, because it really is for you. For all of you who are faithful to wait on God's best gift for you, will find fulfillment. Now, I say that not because it's the power of positive thinking. I say this because this is the promise of God. If with all your heart you seek the gift, you will ever surely receive, find, the gift. Now it may take a while. It may take years. It may take decades. It may not come packaged according to your specifications. And it hardly ever comes according to your timetable. But all those who trust in the Lord, who wait on the Lord God, are given love's best gift. Remember that and, and never stop expecting God's gift in God's time. Now, this doesn't mean it comes easy for us. It's hard to have faith. I love the way one woman framed thinking about faith. She said, you know how when you're in a theater and, and an act of the play is finished and the curtain comes down? And you sit there, and it looks for all the world as though nothing is happening on stage at all. What you can't see is all the stuff going on behind the curtain, preparing for the next act. Faith, friends, is trusting the one who is at work behind the curtain. And even though you and I become restless to see more of the meaning right now, Maybe we've seen at least enough of the play to trust that the rest is going to be worth the wait. Well, back at the temple, do you hear what Simeon says when he takes Jesus in his arms? He says this, he says, Sovereign Lord, you may now let your servant die in peace. Release me in peace. I've seen my sign. With my own eyes, I have seen your salvation, and I can depart in peace. 
Now he's talking, of course, here about his death, yes, but this particular prayer can pertain to so much more than dying. It can be a gorgeous way of coming back to life again. To take a look at your past, all that's good about it, all that's hurtful about it, and to say, now let me depart it in peace because of the gift Christ has given for my future. What a beautiful prayer at the end of the day. What a profoundly beautiful prayer for the end of every year. Now, Lord, let your servant depart this year in peace. I have seen your salvation. You think maybe that's a prayer you could pray over the celebrations and disappointments of your 2018? Lord, take all of it. Take my mistakes, all my successes, all that nearly tanked me, and all that I'm pretty proud of. Lord, take all of it. I depart it all now in peace so that I might take hold of your new gift. There's power in that kind of praying, friends, in that kind of choosing. Well, one last thing we mustn't miss in this story. Even as Mary and Joseph marvel at the blessing from this old prophet, Simeon's face becomes very somber. This story in the temple isn't all sweetness and light. It's not. This child, he says, is set for the falling of many as well as for the rising of many. He will be a sign that is spoken against. And then, turning to Mary, he adds and a sword will pierce your very own soul. Simeon forecasts here the mixed reception that will greet the Messiah Jesus. The sign pointing to God's commitments and God's ways in this world will be resisted. Even Jesus' own family, including his mother, will have their trust and their obedience tested. So this is the question I want, I want to leave us with this morning. What does it mean to hold Christ? As Simeon held Jesus in the temple. What does it mean to hold Christ? I think this story tells us it means to be sure that there's nothing in our arms already that will keep us from holding him. I don't know what it would mean personally for you to choose today to hold Christ close in your life. But I imagine most of us know what Jesus wants from us and what he doesn't want from us. And God has given you freedom to say, Lord, let your servant now depart from all that's behind me in peace. And let your servant now face a new day, a new year, with a new gift and new joy. May God make it so. And so great, loving God, help us to hold Christ. And please help us to allow ourselves to be held by him. 
And if some of us today in this room are too bound up by all that's gone before, old sins, old injuries, old grudges, or held by old longings that haven't been fulfilled, give us the grace to depart that in peace and to extend our arms to hold your new gift. And it's in the name of your best gift, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. We've come to regard as a gift in our congregation a moment, a very particular moment after the message every Sunday of stillness and silence because the Spirit of God has a way of continuing the conversation long after the words have stopped. And so in this moment now, as we lean into these moments of silence, I want to ask you to imagine two things. First is something from your past, from this past year maybe, or even long before that, that you know you need to let go of now so that God can make a space in you for something new. Maybe it's an old grudge, an old resentment, the memory of some injury or injustice done to you that's just hard to let go of because it hurt. I want to invite you this morning to place that resentment in God's hand and leave it there. Or maybe it's a person you're having a hard time letting go of. And your grief is right up in your face. It's all you can feel and you cannot imagine moving forward into anything new. I invite you to give that grief to God and let God begin to heal your heart. Maybe this morning it's some sin that's gone unconfessed and is eating away at you. I invite you to confess the sin, make a new start, feel how good forgiveness is. So that's the first thing, looking at the past. The second thing pertains to your future. What are you hoping for in this new year? And as you sit in silence in a moment, would you let God bring some dream to mind, some dream that's in your heart? Maybe it pertains to your family. Maybe it has to do with your career or some untapped talent of yours. Maybe it has to do with some new mission for God, some new step of faith, some spiritual discipline that you want to begin, some ministry you want to plunge into, some friend with whom you'd like to share your own experience of faith in Christ. Looking back, looking forward, I invite you now to sit with the Spirit of God in the silence. And then I'll close us with a prayer. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Amen. <clears throat> 